from Decatur, Georgia on this Wednesday afternoon. And following uh, this game, the Raiders will be heading back home and then will leave early tomorrow for a flight to Miami in a three-game weekend series with Florida International the uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And we'll be along for all of those games also. So we have uh, excellent broadcast facilities here. We appreciate the folks at Georgia State for making us welcome and hope to be able to bring you a, an accurate description of what goes on here today. Middle Tennessee 22 and 19 on the year, 12 and nine in Conference USA, coming off a uh, rather significant win over UTSA on Sunday in a two to one game that uh, prevented a sweep by uh, the Roadrunners who had won the first two games of the series rather easily. Georgia State, 25 and 20. They've been on a little bit of a downslide. However, they did pick up a non-conference win yesterday at Alabama State, 13 to seven. Prior to that, they had lost five in a row. They were swept here at home by Louisiana and a Sunbelt Conference series, three straight games, and then they lost at Georgia and lost three games at Troy in conference play. So uh, they are trying to get back on the right track here. Their overall record, 25 and 20. They are 10 and 11 in Sunbelt Conference play. So it's Middle Tennessee and Georgia State, a rather warm and humid afternoon just uh, on the outskirts of Atlanta, 84 degrees. Skies are partly cloudy and the wind out of the west northwest at seven miles an hour. The Georgia State uh, players who act as the ground crew, just like uh, our players do at home, are getting ready to roll the tarp up on the, uh, up on the big tube. And as soon as they do that, then the field will be cleared, the infield being dragged and will be set for baseball. Freshman right-hander Jack Julian scheduled to pitch for the Raiders today. And a junior left-hander, Dawson Sweat, is the scheduled pitcher for Georgia State. He'll be making his first start of the season. For Julian, it will be start number five for the freshman. So that is uh, it in a nutshell. Here before the game, as I said, we may be a little bit late in our projected starting time, but we'll be we'll be close. They're getting ready to uh, line off the batter's box right now, and they're in the process of dragging the infield. So it won't be too long. Uh, we're going to take our first break, and we have an interview with Blue Raiders senior Trent Siebert coming up for you right after the uh, commercial break. So we'll take time here. By telling you, you're listening to the Middle Tennessee pregame show on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. The Murfreesboro Post is Rutherford County's sports leader. No one covers high school sports like the Post. Now you can receive the Murfreesboro Post delivered by mail each week to your home for only $20 a year. Sign up at MurfreesboroPost.com and click subscribe and we will get your delivery of the Murfreesboro Post started. That's MurfreesboroPost.com for delivery of the Murfreesboro Post. At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. 
I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less. Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive-through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! Hey, Blue Raider fans, this is Brad Hopkins with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates. Winning in real estate is a lot like football. Good coaching and recruiting a great team are the keys. I put together a team of lenders, inspectors, and home professionals to help you succeed. Let me coach you through this process and make sure you come out a winner. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or invest, I am here to help you win. Visit bradhopkinshomes.com or call 615-556-9239 to find out more. This isn't your regular cola, so this isn't your regular cola ad. This is Nitro Pepsi, the first cola ever infused with nitrogen. Think an infusion of smaller bubbles for a cola that's got a lighter, smoother texture. And don't get me started on the pour. We're talking turn the can completely upside down and watch as those bubbles cascade into the glass to create a frothy, luxurious foam topping. This is cola like you've never had it before. New Nitro Pepsi. Smooth, creamy, delicious. Will Fraley, attorney at law, has experience you can count on. Former Blue Raider baseball player and MTSU alum Will Fraley serves Murfreesboro and the surrounding communities. Put a strong and experienced legal fighter on your case. Give Will Fraley a call and he can handle all of your legal matters, including criminal and domestic or family law. Visit WillFraleyLaw.com or call 615-410-7290. The flagship station for Blue Raider Sports, WGNS. Welcome back into our pregame show. Blue Raider pitcher Trent Siebert is joining us, one of our uh, seniors who will be <clears throat> winding up his career this year. It's been a, it's been a shorter career here than, uh, than your previous stop at Charleston Southern. Yes, sir. I was at uh, Charleston Southern for... A couple years, and I'm um, fortunate to be here at MTSU. You were a primarily a starting pitcher there, weren't you? Um, so I, I did start a little bit there. Um, when I played junior college baseball for two years, uh, I was a starter there, uh, kind of a split role there at JUCO. And then um, when I was at Charleston Southern, I was mainly a back-end, back-end guy at Charleston Southern. So you've uh, adjusted to a, a different role here as a uh, as a reliever and and coming in basically in late innings. Yes, sir. I'm uh, this you know especially this year. Uh, it's mainly been out of the pen, and then last year when we had four game sets during the weekends, I was one of the starters. So um, throughout my career, I've kind of been used to to any any kind of role and just kind of putting the fire, and it's been awesome. So you are from North Carolina. And I can never pronounce the name that shows up on the roster sheet of your hometown. Would you do that for me? Yes, sir. It's Fuquay Verena. 
It's, uh, and locate that for me. It's probably 30 minutes south of Raleigh. It's where I uh, went to high school, grew up there. My parents just recently moved a little bit further south to Lillington, North Carolina, which is kind of right by Campbell University. So well, I think I think I know I think I know where yep. I am now. Uh, all right, this year's uh, team has been better than last year. Uh, we have been competitive in just about every game, and have a winning record so that that has to be good for you in your senior year uh, going out absolutely it feels great uh, you know obviously uh, we got two two new additions to the coaching staff coach Getz and uh, coach Myers and those two guys have have made immediate impacts this, the second they got on campus I can I'm, from the pitching staff standpoint I can attest to that the guys you know rallied behind coach Myers and everything he does uh, on the pitching side of things and you know, with it being my last year of, of college baseball, I just come out here every day and I just want to have fun no matter what happens. I mean, you're not going to do great every time, but I just want to come out here, have fun, and uh, I'm glad we're winning, and I hope we keep it going. Well, the time's getting short there, and I don't know if you'd have to pick out a favorite a favorite moment uh, during your career here or season. I like the uh, relief job at Louisiana Tech last weekend, six and a third innings, one hit, and a Blue Raider extra inning win. Yeah, that's that's definitely my favorite my favorite one this year. Probably last year might be the the Friday night start at Southern Miss. They were ranked, and I think I went like six and a third or seven and a third, struck out a couple guys, and I'd I'd say for sure this year it's La Tech just because it was at La Tech and that was a big series for us. What uh, does the future hold for you now after uh, after you get that degree and uh, and and walk out? Uh, the, so probably it might be the end of end, end of baseball for me. I'm not quite sure what's going to hold for that. But um, I got my undergraduate degree in accounting. I'm fortunate to have have, have gotten my master's degree in accounting, and uh, I just recently accepted a job as a as an auditor in Nashville. So uh, I'm going to hang around Tennessee for a little while and and uh, go to work. Glad to keep you around this area. We can never have enough auditors. Yes, sir. That's it. <laughs> All right. Appreciate it. Enjoyed watching you play this year. Yes, sir. Thank you, Mr. Palmer. And that is Trent Siebert, Blue Raider uh, left-handed pitcher, pitching mostly out of the bullpen now from Fuquay, Farina, North Carolina. And I'm glad I finally got the correct pronunciation on his hometown. Uh, very nice young man, and we're happy that he's going to uh, stick around Middle Tennessee and and uh, go to work there after after he uh, after he gets out. So this is graduation weekend at uh, Middle Tennessee. So it's also final exam week, and then Saturday graduation. Uh, there are a few players who are still taking exams back home and are not with the team. I think most of the starters are here. But uh, the players who had exams scheduled for today, uh, tomorrow, uh, are not uh, are not with the team on this trip. I uh, don't think it's going to affect the starting lineup uh, at all. As we mentioned, freshman Jack Julian will get the baseball. It'll be his fifth start of the year. He's had a couple of pretty good starts back-to-back, -back, had a couple of relief uh, appearances in between. So we're looking to see what uh, what Jack can do today and he'll be posed by a opposed by a left-hander Dawson Sweat for Georgia State in Sunbelt Conference or in uh, Conference USA play yesterday North Carolina defeated Charlotte 4 to 3 in 10 innings 
Louisiana Tech over Louisiana Monroe, 11-5. UAB coming off a series win against Southern Miss, defeated Jacksonville State, 7-1. University of Texas, Rio Grande Valley, defeated UTSA, 12-1. Son of an unbelievable score for, uh, for those of us who saw UTSA play. So that is two straight games where that powerful Roadrunner team has been held to just one run. Raiders beat them 2-1 to one in the Sunday finale of the series and Rio Grande Valley with a 12-1 to one victory yesterday. Southern Miss bounced back from their uh, series loss at UAB and defeated South Alabama by a score of 6-4 yesterday. Southern Miss ranked number seven nationally this week. Games uh, today, in addition to this one, Marshall will be uh, playing number five, Virginia Tech, two o'clock game, and uh, we figure that's at Marshall since it's an afternoon game. Louisiana Tech uh, and Northwestern State and Rice will play Houston tonight. And that's what's going on in Conference USA. Uh, right now they are finishing uh, watering down the field, getting the batter's box lined off. Players are out uh, warming up again after having to sit in the dugout for a while. So we're going we're gonna to take a one-minute break, one minute, and then we'll be back with more as our pregame show continues on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Hey, Blue Raider fans, this is Tim Page with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates. Are you on the fence about selling your home? Feel overwhelmed at the thought of purchasing a new home? Well, it's time to get moving. For professional, personal real estate services, give me a call today and put me to work for you. 615-896-5656, or you can reach me at ExitMurfreesboro.com. Let's go, Blue, and I'll see you at the game. At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS. And we're back in Decatur, Georgia. Blue Raider pregame show. We've had a little bit of a weather delay, but they're getting the field ready, and we should be uh, starting here in just a few minutes. We're going to take 10 seconds now for station identification as you listen to Middle Tennessee Baseball. The flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Blue Raiders play here. Dick Palmer with you on a warm and uh, what is going to become a little bit of a muggy afternoon in Decatur, Georgia. Decatur is uh, just northeast of downtown Atlanta. Of course, the campus for Georgia State is downtown Atlanta, and they uh, they play their football games in the in the old uh, Atlanta Braves uh, Turner Field, but baseball is out in the suburbs. I went through uh, some nice neighborhoods here in Decatur before we found the ballpark tucked uh, neatly in behind the uh, uh, school bus uh, parking area. Uh, 
for the DeKalb County Schools here. And uh, got uh, a tree-lined uh, outfield, trees all the way around, and uh, give you the, go ahead and give you the dimensions here. It's, it's natural grass, 330 feet down the left field line, 339 down the right field line. Scoreboard is in right center, just like it is at home. It's 360 to the power alley there. Uh, in left center, 375 flagpole behind the left center field fence. Uh, deep center field, 385. So it's a little bit shorter in uh, center and right, a little bit uh, deeper in left center field than the friendly confines at uh, Reese Smith Field. Tell you a little bit about Georgia State and their their season thus far. They've had some really good runs, and then they've uh, they've run into some uh, some times where they uh, they haven't been quite that good. Uh, but they have put together a couple of streaks from March 4 through March 20. They won eight out of nine games. And then from uh, March 27 through April the 12th, they won nine out of ten, including a big win uh, over Georgia Tech on the road. Their, uh, their conference uh, play has been good at home. They're six and three in conference play at home. They're four and eight on the road. And they did did sweep South Alabama here at home, which was a very good series for them. They went on the road and swept Coastal Carolina in three games, but then went to Georgia Southern, which happens to be their arch rival here. And they lost three in a row at Georgia Southern. Uh, Came back with a win over Kennesaw State, but then lost three in a row here at home against Louisiana. Lafayette uh, went to number 16 Georgia and lost, and then lost three in a row at Troy. So now they they have lost seven of their last eight games. They snapped uh, a seven-game losing streak with a win at Alabama State yesterday, 13 to seven. So they've had kind of a roller coaster campaign here at Georgia State. They're under the direction of Brad. Stromdahl, he is in his third year after a seven-year stint as head coach at Georgia Gwinnett uh, College, Junior College. Uh, His last team there won 48 games. That was in 2019. Took over in the COVID year of 2020. They went nine and seven. And then last year finished at 18 and 37. So they are 25 and 20 this year. So his overall record here, 52 and 54. Uh, This program has been down a little bit, and he has uh, been hired to bring it back up. So that is uh, a little bit about the situation here at Georgia State. His assistant coaches are Matt Taylor, Lars Davis, and Nico Buentello. As far as the Blue Raiders are concerned, the Raiders come in at uh, 22 and 19, They finished uh, last season with 24 wins, 29 losses, and a tie. Their conference record, 12-9. Last year, their conference record was 12-19. and 
and won. So, uh, and still three conference series yet to be played coming up this weekend at Florida International, the following weekend at Rice, and then the final weekend of the season at home against the number one team in the conference, Southern Mississippi. Raiders are under fourth-year coach Jim Toman, whose overall record at Middle Tennessee, 71-95-1. and And overall in his career, Middle Tennessee and Liberty, 400 wins, 303 losses, and two ties. Got win number 400 on Sunday. We're going to take uh, another one-minute break, and then we'll be back. We'll give you the starting lineups, and that'll be coming up next on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading-edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at GetSTHealthCare.com. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannis & Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannis & Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannis & Associates online at gcpas.com. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. And back with you in Decatur, Georgia, for Middle Tennessee and Georgia State. They have uh, taken care of dragging the infield. The batter's box has been lined off, and now all that remains is to uh, get a pitcher out there and get him ready. Now, let's go ahead and take a look at the starting lineups today, printed, presented by the Ascend Federal Credit Union the exclusive credit union of Blue Raider Athletics. Visit one of their 27 Middle Tennessee locations, including four in Murfreesboro. Find out more at ascend.org. Ascend is insured by the NCUA. For the Blue Raiders today, Fausto Lopez back in the starting lineup. Fausto missed uh, the final game of the UTSA series after being uh, ejected in the Saturday game. So he is back and uh, playing shortstop today, leading off. Fausto with nine doubles on the season, tied for the team lead in that department with JT Mabry, who also is back. Mabry missed the entire UTSA series with some back problems, but he's back. Mabry uh, also with nine doubles on the season. will be batting in the number two spot in Jim Tolman's batting order. Jackson Galloway, who's been on a tear recently, will be hitting third. He will DH again today. Galloway upped his average to 362 over the weekend, had a five for five game on Saturday, and then followed that up with a couple of hits on Sunday. He is now tied for the lead in home runs with seven. He and Mason Spears each share that uh, honor and Galloway also leads the team and runs batted in with 25. So Jackson Galloway will hit third and be the DH today. 
Mason Spears will be in the cleanup spot. Uh, his seven home runs tied with Galloway for the team lead. Spears hitting 288 has been a solid hitter all season for the Raiders. Number five hitter will be Brett Coker playing at third base. Coker hitting an even 250 has hit three home runs this season and leads the team in stolen bases with 10. He'll be batting fifth. Eston Snyder, freshman, will be in right field and batting sixth. Snyder has maintained a batting average right at or above the 300 mark all season in limited playing time, but he's been getting a lot of starts lately. He's hitting 303 for the year and has made some outstanding defensive plays in right field. He will bat sixth. Tatsunori Nagishi will be hitting number seven at first base. Sophomore from Tokyo, Japan, got his first Blue Raider home run in the recent homestand against UTSA, and he's hitting 236 on the year. Brian Dillingham, who had the uh, key hit in the Sunday uh, Sunday win over UTSA, had uh, had a base hit in the bottom of the eighth inning, and uh, the Raiders. It, uh, that hit scored the winning run, scored Snyder, uh, who had singled previously. So combination of Snyder and Dillingham back in there today. Brian, a senior, hitting 230 on the year, will be in left field today. Luke Vinson will play center field. Sophomore kind of took over that uh, position with the injury to Nathan Sanders, which uh, ended his Blue Raiders season. Vinson hitting 223 and hit his third home run and first at home in that UTSA series. He'll be in center field and will bat ninth. And right-handed pitcher Jack Julian will be on the mound for the Raiders. We'll give you his numbers a little bit later. So that's the way they'll start for the Blue Raiders. Lopez, Mabry, and Galloway. Spears, Coker, and Snyder. Nagishi, Dillingham, and Vinson with Jack Julian pitching. For Georgia State, Caleb Stewart leads off. He's the center fielder, a freshman hitting 286. Griffin Cheney at third base, batting second, hitting 347. Luke Boynton, a sophomore, playing second base, 381 batting average for Boynton. These are all right-handed hitters, by the way, for Georgia State. Max Ryerson, the designated hitter, leads their team with 14 doubles and 16 home runs. The 16 home runs also leads the Sunbelt Conference. 45 runs batted in, and he'll be in the cleanup spot. Cameron Jones at first base will bat fifth, hitting 352. Dylan Strickland in left field will bat sixth. He's at 294. Blaine Marchman will be the catcher, 231 average for that sophomore. Josh Smith will be in right field. Smith hitting 255, and he will also Contribute uh, as he has hit five home runs this season. Trent Reddick, a freshman, will be at shortstop, and he'll be batting ninth, and the pitcher will be left-hander Dawson Sweat, a junior with a record of 1-0. and So for Georgia State, Stewart, Cheney, Boynton, Ryerson, Jones, Strickland, Marchman, Smith, and Reddick with Sweat on the mound. Umpires meeting with the two head coaches at home plate. Uh, Coach Stromdahl for Georgia State going over the ground rules with the umpires 
and with Coach Jim Tolman. They've exchanged lineups. That meeting is uh, breaking up. Plate umpire will be Kevin Spivey. Craig Murr will be at first base, and Darian Paget will be the umpire at third base. So all that remains is for Georgia State to take, take the field, and uh, we'll be underway very shortly. Raiders and the Panthers meeting for only the sixth time in history. Uh, the two previous meetings were 1996 and 1997. The Raiders won four out of five games from the Panthers in those two seasons. So they'll be trying to keep that record going. Middle Tennessee comes in at 22 and 19. Georgia State at 25 and 20. So all looking for is uh, for the Georgia State Panthers to take the field, and we'll take our last uh, break here in just a moment and then be ready for first pitch action here on a Wednesday afternoon. The Raiders will be returning by bus immediately after the game, and then we'll uh, get back on the bus tomorrow morning around 9 o'clock or so and head to the airport for a flight to Miami and a three-game series with Florida International, which will start Friday at 6 o'clock. Saturday's game will be at 5 o'clock, and Sunday's game will be a Sunday morning, 11 a.m. Start, we'll have all of those games for you right here on the Blue Raider Network. So just a very few games remaining. In fact, uh, only four home games remaining for the Raiders Tuesday, Uh, Next week, Tennessee Tech will be in, and then the final home series against the number one team, Southern Mississippi, the final homestand of the season. So the Panthers are being introduced individually, taking the field. We'll go ahead and take our final break, and we'll be back with first pitch right after this on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders. And we're proud to power the school board lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. Our employees at Purity Dairy are proud to be true blue supporters of Middle Tennessee athletics and their student athletes. At Purity Dairy, we aim to be the most trusted source of wholesome, delicious dairy products for every occasion. We never forget how fortunate we are to be invited into your home, and we earn our place by holding ourselves to the highest standards. With over 100 products available in Tennessee, Alabama, and Kentucky, visit your local retailer for Purity Milk, ice cream, and more. Got my nachos, got my big TV, and my favorite chair. It's game time. But you know, the only thing that would make it a little better is if I could listen to my local broadcasters while watching the game. Uh, hello. You must have wished for your game to be synced with TV and radio. I sure did. Do you have a DVR? You bet. Do you have a streaming device? <laughs> yeah. Blammo. Your game is now synced. It's that easy. Oh, boy. To see if you can get synced, head to SyncMyGame.com from Learfield. SyncMyGame.com? SyncMyGame.com. 
It's a new season. Get ready for more men's and women's college sports excellence. Trophies will be awarded in June to schools who take the top spot in the 2021-22 Learfield Directors Cup. The premier award recognizes one winning institution in all competitive divisions. Follow your favorite team's progress as seasonal standings are announced at L Directors Cup on Twitter and online at directorscup.org. The crowning achievement in college athletics. Panthers are getting ready to do battle. Game will be starting about 25 minutes late due to some weather which moved over just uh, about 30 minutes before we were due to go on the air. So on the mound for the Panthers, left-hander Dawson Sweat. He is a junior. Sweat from Fayetteville, Georgia. Coming out of junior college, he's 1-0, earned an average of 8.10. He's pitched 10 innings this season, making his first start and 11th appearance. He's given up 15 hits, nine earned runs, has walked four, struck out five, and opponents hitting 3-0-4 against him. So Sweat will be out there making his first start, his catcher is Blaine Marchman. Around the infield for the Panthers, Griffin Chaney at third, Trent Reddick as the shortstop, Luke Boynton at second base, Cameron Jones at first base. Around the outfield, Dylan Strickland in left field, Caleb Stewart in center, Josh Smith is the right fielder. Raiders will have Fausto Lopez to lead it off. Lopez, Mabry, and Galloway here in the first inning against the left-handed pitcher, Dawson Sweat. Temperature 84 degrees, skies partly cloudy. And after the storm moved over the Atlanta area, never did get here, but we had uh, a threat of some uh, bad weather. So they put the tarp down, never did get any rain, took it back up. So we're working on about a 25 minute delay in the start time. Jordan Getzelman, Blue Raider third base coach, heads down that way. Forrest Arnold coaching at first, and Fausto Lopez strolls to the batter's box, standing in at uh, a 294 average for the season. Also leads the team in number of walks, drawn with 21. Sweat the left-hander. Looks in for the sign, and the first pitch is outside. Ball one. We are underway at uh, 2.25 Murfreesboro time. 3.25 here. One ball, no strikes to Lopez. This ball hit into right center field and deep, 
Everybody on a long run. That was going to be off the wall. Lopez headed for second base, and he will be in there standing up with his 10th double of the season. So Lopez coming off from basically uh, two games uh, off. Connects for a two-base head into right center field. It went uh, far to the left of the scoreboard. As I mentioned, the scoreboard is in about the same spot it is at home in right center. That one was more towards center field. So Lopez is at first base with nobody out, and the batter is J.T. Mabry. Mabry batting right-handed. As Sweat checks the runner at second, Mabry takes a cut at the first pitch, fouls it off to the screen. J.T. missed the entire UTSA series with some back problems, suffered at uh, Louisiana Tech. So uh, the last time he played was uh, the Sunday game, extra inning game at Louisiana Tech. One strike to count to Mabry. Left-hander comes set and delivers at another foul to the screen, same spot. Two strikes the count. We're on natural grass here. 330 down the left field line, 395 down the right field line, and 385 to dead center field. Two strikes the count to Mabry. Left-hander checks the runner at second, delivers, ground ball to short. Lopez will hold up. Throw goes across in time. Mabry retired, and Lopez could not advance. The ball was hit right in front of him. So he uh, darted back to the bag while the shortstop, Redding, made the play to first. One out here in the first inning. The batter is Jackson Galloway. 362 leads the team in that department. Tied for the lead in home runs and leads in runs batted in. Galloway coming off a five for five game last weekend in the middle game of the UTSA series and hits this one in the air to center field. Center fielder back. He's got uh, room out there. Comes in, makes the catch. Lopez tags, heading for third base, and he will slide in there safely. So Galloway flies to fairly deep center field for out number two. Lopez advances to third after the catch. And with two outs, the batter will be Mason Spears. Spears, the Blue Raider catcher, tied with uh, Galloway for the team lead in home runs with seven. Raiders have their blue tops on today, gray pants and blue caps. So that means Coker will not be wearing number 13 today. He'll be number 24. Pitch low inside to Spears, ball one. Runner in scoring position with two outs. Lopez, short lead at third. And the pitch comes in, ground ball to short. Riddick up with it, and the throw to first in time. And the Raiders are down in the first inning. No runs. One hit the leadoff double, and one man left on base. We've completed uh, the top half of the first inning. Middle Tennessee nothing. Georgia State coming to bat on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. 
Hey, Blue Raider fans, this is Tim Page with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Are you on the fence about selling your home? Feel overwhelmed at the thought of purchasing a new home? Well, it's time to get moving. For professional, personal real estate services, give me a call today and put me to work for you. 615-896-5656, or you can reach me at ExitMurfreesboro.com. Let's go, Blue, and I'll see you at the game. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannis & Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannis & Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannis & Associates online at gcpas.com. Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. And we go to the bottom of the first inning in a scoreless game. On the mound for the Blue Raiders, right-hander Jack Julian. Julian, a freshman from Hickson, Hickson High School. Record of 2-0, 7.25 earned run average making his 10th appearance and fifth start of the season. 26 and a third innings. He's allowed 28 hits, 18 earned runs. Julian has given up three home runs. He's walked 16, struck out 18, and uh, opponents hitting an even 300 against the right-hander. He's made a couple of good starts in midweek games and hopes to have another one today. He did appear in relief in the UTSA series, uh, came in and did give up a uh, did give up a home run in one relief appearance and had a strikeout in his other relief appearance. So Julian will start with Caleb Stewart, the center fielder, freshman and right-handed batter. In fact, every batter in the Georgia State lineup is a right-handed hitter today. His first pitch comes outside, ball one. Mason Spears behind the plate, Coker, and Lopez on the left side of the Raider infield, Mabry and Nagishi on the right side. One ball, no strikes, the count. And Julian's pitch is swung out of missed. One ball and one strike. Fastball curve changeup. Can throw in the low 90s. Count one and one to Stewart. This is a pitch low and outside for ball two. Two and one. Stewart will be followed by Cheney and Boynton here in the bottom of the first inning. Pitch is low, ball three. Three balls and a strike to Stewart. Leading off for Georgia State he is a freshman out of Waycross, Georgia. 5'9", 185. 
Julian ready for the 3-1 pitch. Grounded to the left side. Backhanded by Lopez. Turns, fires a long throw to first. And it is bobbled over there by Nagishi. I don't know if he would have been safe or not. We'll have to see what how they score that. I think they will give him a hit. So Stewart with an infield hit is at first base. The batter is Griffin Cheney, senior third baseman. 347 average for him with 12 home runs. And he bunts. That is going to be a foul ball behind the plate. So Georgia State playing small ball early in the game, trying to get out in front. We're in the bottom of the first inning, just underway after about a 25-minute delay due to some weather conditions in the area. We did not get any rain or thunderstorms. We're glad of that. Julian checks the runner at first and delivers in the dirt. Runner breaks. Pierce throw to second is going to be thought the ball was there in time. Did he call him out? I think he did. So that will be a put out two to four. Mabry put on the tag at second base. I don't know if uh, you could say he was out stealing because the pitch was in the dirt and he didn't break uh, for second base until he saw the pitch go in the dirt. So it's a 1-1 count. And this ball hit the left field. Back is Dillingham, and that one is going to be gone. Well, it's a good thing we threw a runner out at second because that will be a solo home run for Griffin Cheney. And it will be his 13th of the season. Hit it out to just about straightaway left field. That will be hit number two, run number one off Jack Julian. The pitch before the home run, runner at first base, Stewart was thrown out trying to advance on a wild pitch. So one out, base is empty. One to nothing, Georgia State leading. Here's Luke Boynton. Takes the pitch low, ball one. Julian has been missing, and everything has been missing low. Apparently did not get that last pitch to Cheney low enough. Next pitch, swung out and missed. Count goes to one and one on Boynton, 381 average for Boynton. He leads the uh, team in that respect. Pitch down low, ball two. Two balls and a strike to Boynton. And Julian's pitch off his fist, foul back into the screen. Two to the count. 
Ryerson waiting to hit next. He's their big power hitter. Julian with a 2-2 pitch. Just missed outside. Ball three. And the count goes full. Three balls, two strikes. Base is empty, one out. And the pitch is fouled and caught by the first base coach in self-defense. No glove, a barehanded catch by their first base coach. It's the way they used to play ball in the old days. Count remains three and two. That was a breaking ball he hit, the first breaking ball we've seen him throw. 3-2 pitch, tried another one and missed inside ball four. So a runner at first base with one out and the batter is Max Ryerson, the designated hitter. Leads the Sunbelt Conference with 16 home runs, 45 runs batted in. Also has 14 doubles on the season, hitting 341. 6-3-2-25 out of Conway, South Carolina. Junior college transfer. Big, strong, right-handed batter. Julian delivers, and Royston takes the strike. His first call strike we've had, I think. Nothing in one, the count. Blue Raider infield looking for a ground ball. That they might be able to turn into a double play. Instead, a pop fly into center field. Pop fly fairly deep. As under it is Vincent, he'll make the grab for out number two. So when Ryerson hits a pop fly, it's not your normal pop fly. That is the second out, and the batter will be Cameron Jones, the first baseman. Jones stands in at 352 with four homers. This Georgia State team hitting 285 as a team. Pitch swung on line past the leaping Lopez into left field for a base hit. That will be the third hit in the inning off Julian. First and second, two outs. And that will bring up Dylan Strickland, the left fielder. Strickland hitting 294. First and second, two outs. One to nothing, Georgia State leading here in the bottom of the first inning. Pitch is swung on, lined into left field, a base hit. Charging Dillingham to throw to the player. It's on the, on the mark and he's gonna be out at home. What a throw by Dillingham in left field. Threw it on the fly and Spears caught it. The base runner was still about three feet from the base from home plate. 
when Spears caught the ball. That will go seven to two for the putout on Boynton, who was trying to score from second base. So we had two runners thrown out on the bases. Strickland gets credit for a hit. So in the inning, one run on four hits and two men left. We've completed one full inning. Georgia State one, Middle Tennessee nothing on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. Or you aspire to be a leader and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities. Prescription opioids can be addictive and dangerous. My son was 20 years old when he was prescribed opioids. It took him five days to get addicted. I'm not supposed to be the one to go get his suit and tie and pick which sneakers that I'm going to bury him in. My son overdosed at the age of 22 years old. Prescription opioids. It only takes a little to lose a lot. Visit cdc.gov slash rxawareness. You are listening to NTSU Sports on WGNS. We go to the top of the second inning. Georgia State leading one to nothing. This game was not on either team's schedule. It was uh, rather hastily put together. The Raiders have had some games canceled because of weather. Alabama, Memphis, Austin P, and the UT Martin game scheduled for Tuesday was also scratched. We don't know the reason. But uh, needing uh, another game, Coach Tolman and the Georgia State head coach got together. Coker on the first pitch, shot deep to right field off the wall. He's on his way to second base and will come in there with a stand-up double. So for the second straight inning, the Raiders lead off the inning with a two-base hit. They were not able to score Lopez after his double in the first inning. So let's see if we can do a little better with Coker, who's down there at second base with his sixth double of the season. The batter is Eston Snyder, the right fielder. Stands in there at 303. Had a key hit. Scored the winning run in the Sunday 2-1 to one win over UTSA. Sweat, the left-handed pitcher, steps off the mound and looks the runner back into second base. Here's the pitch to Snyder. He's around a bunt, pushes it to the right side. It's a good one. The pitcher will throw to first and... Snyder is safe at first. So he beat the snow, uh, the throw coming in there, almost sliding into first base. Coker moved over to third. So runners at first and third. We'll give Snyder an infield hit. 
third hit for the Raiders. Batter is Nagishi with no outs and runners at the corners. Nagishi will be the first left-handed hitter we have seen in this game. 2.36 average for the sophomore. And the pitch to him is outside, ball one. Just missed that outside corner. Tatsunori Nagishi, Tokyo, Japan is his hometown. Snyder at first, Coker at third for the Raiders with nobody out. There goes Snyder. Throw down to second base is not in time. He has stolen it. Coker held at third. So now runners at second and third. And a two-ball, no-strike count on Nagishi. Brian Dillingham waiting to hit next. Raiders trailing one to nothing in the second inning, but have two runners in scoring position with nobody out. Pitch to the plate. Nagishi takes it low and outside. Ball three. Three balls, no strikes. Think he would be taking this pitch. He did and took a strike call, three and one. Pitch caught the outside corner. Nagishi with his first Blue Raider home run in the UTSA series this past weekend. Three balls and a strike. And tapped a little foul behind home plate on that hitter. Brian Dillingham picks it up, tosses it out of play, and the count will go to three and two on Nagishi. The runners lead at second and third. And the pitch to the plate outside, he walked him and has loaded the bases with nobody out here in the second inning. And Brian Dillingham will be the batter. Bases loaded, no outs. All of the infielders are going to play back. So you would think a ground ball would bring in a run here. Georgia State hoping for a double play to help get out of the inning. Dillingham batting right-handed as the pitch comes in low and inside, gets by the catcher, and the run will score from third. It's a one-to-one game. Coker comes in to score on a wild pitch. And the other runners move up a base. So now second and third, a one-ball count to Dillingham. Two runners still in scoring position as the Raiders have tied it here in the top of the second inning. What wind there is blowing out toward left field. Pitch fouled out of play to the right. 
And the count goes to one and one. Wind out of the west-northwest, just a, appears to be a gentle breeze right now at about six to seven miles an hour. And the pitch. Dillingham hits it to left field and deep. The left fielder staggers a little bit, gets back, gets under it, makes the catch. Both runners tag. The throw will be to third, not in time. A run is in, and the Raiders take a two-to-one lead. That will be a sacrifice fly. And a run batted in for Brian Dillingham. That uh, makes two straight games. He's driven in a run. Snyder scoring from third. And Nagishi going over to third after tagging on that fly ball to left field. And the batter is Luke Vinson. The runner at third with, two out, with one out. He bunts. The run will score. Play will be to first in time, and the Raiders take a three-to-one lead. Benson laid down a nice bunt between home plate and the mound down the first base side. Nagishi scored, so give Luke a sacrifice and a run batted in. Pitcher made the play to first for out number two. So now the Raiders playing a little small ball, take a three-to-one lead. Here's Fausto Lopez, doubled in the first inning. Sweat, the left-hander delivers. Low and inside, ball one. Fausto was uh, left stranded after doubling in the first inning, advancing to third on a fly ball, but the Raiders could not get him in. And the pitch, swung on, hit in the air to left field. Coming in this time, the left fielder Strickland Makes the catch, and that's going to be all for the Raiders in the top of the second inning. But put the first three men on, and they all scored. Three runs on two hits and one man. No, nobody left on base. So we'll go to the bottom of the second inning. It's Middle Tennessee 3, Georgia State 1 on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive-through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders. And we're proud to power the school board lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. The Blue Raiders play here. WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. And we move to the bottom of the second inning. Raiders leading 3-1 to one for the Panthers, whose colors are almost identical to Middle Tennessee. Royal blue, white. They're in all white. Royal blue lettering and numerals. 
It will be Blaine Marchman, the catcher, to lead off. Number seven hitter, seven eight nine coming up against Jack Julian, who now has a three to one lead. First pitch, laid it right in there for a call strike. Nothing in one. Marchman hitting 231, one home run. He is a sophomore. Julian's next pitch misses a bit high. One ball, one strike. Freshman right-hander winds and fires and just missed outside ball two. Two and one. Julian listed at 6'4", 225 out of Hickson, Tennessee. Pitch swung out and missed. That was a good fastball. Coming in low, two and two. And the pitch is swung out and missed. Strike three. Julian picks up his first strikeout. And with one out, batter is Josh Smith, the right fielder. Julian gave up four hits, but only one run in the bottom of the first inning, thanks to some good uh, defensive play by the Raiders. There is a bunt that's going to be foul. Spears pounced on it quickly, and that's one strike to Josh Smith. Smith, the right fielder. Julian's pitch, swung on, hit to center field. Long run for Benson, still going. Makes a running catch in right center field. Nice play by Luke Benson in deep right center field. So Smith's bid for an extra base hit is denied. A nice running catch from Luke Benson. That's two outs in the second inning, and the batter is Trent Reddick, the shortstop. He's a freshman. First pitch to Reddick, swung on and missed. Nothing in one. Reddick hitting 171. Batting in the number nine spot. Over but low, ball one, one and one. Raiders leading three to one. We're in the bottom of the second inning. And the pitch is swung and a missed. One and two. Like to get this guy out and start the next inning with the top of the batting order. They've got some heavy hitters. First four or five uh, slots in the batting order. Ground ball to short. Lopez scoops. Fires to first in time for the out. And a clean one, two, three inning. For Jack Julian and the Raiders, no runs, no hits, nothing across. 
We've completed two full innings, Middle Tennessee three, Georgia State one, on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading-edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at GetSTHealthCare.com. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. The flagship station for Blue Raider Sports, WGNS. And we go to the third inning. Raiders leading 3-1. to one. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification as you listen to Middle Tennessee Baseball. The flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Blue Raiders play here. Dick Palmer with you from Decatur, Georgia. First uh, visit to this lovely village in the northeastern part of Atlanta. J.T. Mabry, first pitch swinging, fly ball to left field. Strickland under it, and he's got it for out number one. So Mabry, after the first pitch, flies to left. And with one out, the batter is Jackson Galloway. He flied to center in the first inning, rather deep. Jackson Galloway from the great Midwest, Kansas City. Takes a pitch outside, ball one. 362 average coming into this game. The left-hander Dawson Sweat on the mound, making his first start of the season. Off-speed pitch, called a strike, and it's one ball and one strike. Ground ball right side, second baseman Boynton charges over to first and just nipped him by about a step. Galloway good speed coming down the line. Two up, two down in the third for Mason Spears, grounded out in the first inning. Blue Raider catcher. Graduation exercises set for this weekend on campus. The pitch is a strike call. Spears, nothing at one. I think Spears and Fausto Lopez are the only two 
members of the baseball team scheduled to walk on Saturday. Of course, they will not be there. They'll be in uh, Miami. Several other players have already received their degrees. What with the uh, COVID year, a lot of players getting the extra season. There's a strike call to Spears. The count goes to one and two. Sweat, the left-hander, will pitch out of the stretch, and the ball fouled away to the screen. Spears just protecting the plate there with a two-strike count. Count holds at one and two. Coker waiting to hit next. Spears takes strike three and knew it. He walks right to the dugout and will get the catching gear and put it on as he is caught looking. That is all in the third. Three up, three down. That is the first strikeout for the left-hander, Sweat. Nothing across for the Raiders. We'll go to the bottom of the third. Middle Tennessee three, Georgia State one on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannis & Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannis & Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannis & Associates online at gcpas.com. Got my nachos, got my big TV, and my favorite chair. It's game time. But you know, the only thing that would make it a little better is if I could listen to my local broadcasters while watching the game. Oh, hello. You must have wished for your game to be synced with TV and radio. I sure did. Do you have a DVR? You bet. Do you have a streaming device? Yeah. Blammo. Your game is now synced. It's that easy. Oh, boy. To see if you can get synced, head to SyncMyGame.com from Learfield. SyncMyGame.com? SyncMyGame.com. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WTNS. Mason Spears, who made the last out in the top of the inning, out of the dugout now to take his spot behind home plate. Takes one pitch, fires it down to second, we're set to go in the third. Top of the batting order for Georgia State, Stewart. Cheney and Boynton. Georgia State's only run, a solo home run by Cheney in the first inning. And fortunate for the Raiders that the runner at first base, Stewart, was thrown out trying to advance to second on a wild pitch. Otherwise, uh, they would have, have had two runs. Stewart, a right-handed batter. Breaking ball swung on and missed, strike one. Julian showing that breaking ball a little bit more last inning and starting Stewart off with a breaker here in the third. And <laughs> the pitch is a no pitch as the sprinkler system came on just as Julian was winding and he went ahead and made the pitch. And if he doesn't move out of the way, he's going to get wet. 
the sprinkler system in the middle of the infield came on. Must be on an automatic timer. <laughs> well, we were looking for some uh, moisture, but not from the sprinkler system. Yes, the, uh, the outlet is, is about halfway between the mound and second base, and just as Julian released the ball, the sprinkler system came on, and <laughs> he jumped out of the way. And I don't blame him. Down is one strike to Stewart. We had to pitch the plate and bunted at and missed. Strike two. Well, you never know what you're going to see when you come to the ballpark. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Two strikes to count. And try to check a swing and a little ground ball that just gets by Mabry into right field. He was trying to check his swing, hit it off the end of the bat, and scooted it right past Mabry into right field. So that's a base hit for Stewart. And he'll probably be a little more careful at first base now with Cheney up. With Cheney up in the first inning, Julian threw one in the dirt. Stewart tried to go to second, and Spears threw him out. And then on the next pitch, Cheney hit it out of the ballpark. That home run for Cheney is 13th of the season. Julian checks the runner at first. And the pitch to the plate is swung on, hit high in the air into center field, going back. Benson on the warning track, reaches up, makes the catch for out number one. So Cheney's hit the ball a long way twice. This one hit to the deep part of left center field. His home run was to deep left field. So with one out, the batter is Boynton. He drew a walk in the first inning. Boynton, 381 average coming in. Julian checks the runner at first, pitches in the dirt. There goes Stewart, throw down to second base, and I think he's out again. I believe he's called out again at second base. So Stewart's not having any luck running on Mason Spears. That's another two to four put out. Second out of the inning, the pitch to Boynton was in the dirt. Again, Stewart took off running, and Spears gunned him down at second base. Two outs, bases empty. The pitch to the plate, breaking ball, misses inside. 2-0. Oh. So a couple of things you don't see very often. All three. A runner at first being thrown out, trying to advance on a pitch in the dirt for the second straight at bat. And then a sprinkler system going off in the, in the middle of the pitcher's windup. 
Here's a 3-0 pitch, and he bounced that one up there. So for the second time, Boynton draws a base on balls. So he has both walks that Julian has allowed, and with two outs, the batter is Ryerson. Pitching coach Jerry Myers didn't like the looks of that sequence, so he is going to make a visit to the mound. Coach Myers, a former head coach at Old Dominion in his first season, along with uh, Jordan Getzelman. So the Panthers have a runner at first. There are two outs in the third inning. And the Raiders leading in the game three to one. Ryerson, a 341 average to go with 14 doubles, 16 home runs, 45 runs batted in. Big right-handed batter. Julian pitches outside, ball one. Don't think this ball game was very well advertised. There's virtually no one in the stands. Pitch swung on, grounded to third. Coker has it, goes to second, and gets the force there to retire the side. So that is all in the third inning. No runs, one hit, one left. Your totals after three for Middle Tennessee. Three runs, three hits, no errors. And for Georgia State, one run, five hits, and no errors. Raiders lead it three to one as we go to the fourth inning on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. This isn't your regular cola. So this isn't your regular cola ad. This is Nitro Pepsi, the first cola ever infused with nitrogen. Think an infusion of smaller bubbles for a cola that's got a lighter, smoother texture. And don't get me started on the pour. We're talking turn the can completely upside down and watch as those bubbles cascade into the glass to create a frothy, luxurious foam topping. This is cola like you've never had it before. New Nitro Pepsi. Smooth, creamy, delicious. What do you think of when you hear community, integrity, commitment, tradition, and partners? The folks at Sodexo know it's family, friends, neighbors, and coworkers. The people we live with, work with, share our world with, and the fans we love to serve. Sodexo is community. It's a community of more than 200 employees and nonprofit volunteers and the thousands of fans we serve at MTSU. Sodexo is a community of people who are committed to enhancing your game day experience. Sodexo, proud server of your game day concession needs and proud to serve the Blue Raiders. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. And we go to the fourth inning. Raiders leading three to one. We'll have Coker to lead it off. Coker, Snyder, and Nagishi against left-hander Dawson Sweat. Sweat in three innings has allowed three runs on three hits. A walk and a strikeout and a wild pitch. Pitches outside to Coker for ball one. He hit the first pitch from Sweat to the right field wall for a double leading off the second inning. Mm -hmm. 
There's a swing and a smash to third. Third baseman up with it, makes the long throw across. And Chaney throws out his fellow third baseman, Coker. Play goes third to first, five to three for the first out. The batter will be Eston Snyder. Lay down a nice bunt in the second inning and beat it out, which also moved Coker to third. And then Nagishi got uh, a runner home with a bunt. I know Nagishi walked. It was Dillingham with a sacrifice fly that drove in a run. Coker later scored on a wild pitch in that inning. Check swing and a strike call to Snyder. Pitch comes a little bit high and inside. One and one to Eston Snyder. Maybe two and one. Scoreboard says two and one. There's a strike call. So we'll go with what the scoreboard has, two and two. And the pitch. Swing and a miss. And that is strike three. Snyder went for a pitch that was a little bit too far outside. Second strikeout for Sweat. And with two outs, the batter is Nagishi. Drew a walk in the second inning on a 3-2 pitch. That uh, loaded the bases. And the pitch to the plate. Strike on the outside corner. Sun is ducked behind the clouds momentarily. Strike called, and it's 0-2 to the Raider first baseman. Two outs, and the base is empty. Sweat, the left-hander, has retired six in a row. And swung on a fly ball, foul down the left field line, out of play. Count holes at two strikes. And the pitch is swung on, grounded to first. Scoop there, the first baseman Jones will make the play unassisted, and that's going to be all for the Raiders. Three up, three down in the fourth inning. So nothing across in the Raider fourth inning. We'll go to the bottom of the fourth, Middle Tennessee three, Georgia State one on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. 
It's a new season. Get ready for more men's and women's college sports excellence. Trophies will be awarded in June to schools who take the top spot in the 2021-22 Learfield Directors Cup. The premier award recognizes one winning institution in all competitive divisions. Follow your favorite team's progress as seasonal standings are announced at L Directors Cup on Twitter and online at directorscup.org. The crowning achievement in college athletics. The Blue Raiders play here. News Radio WGNS. Out of the fourth inning, Cameron Jones, the first baseman, leads it off. He's the number five hitter in their order. Jones, Strickland, and Marchman against Jack Julian, who through three innings has allowed one run on five hits. The pitch to the plate is a breaking ball right in there for a strike called. Julian has walked two, struck out one. Ground ball in the hole, backhanded by Lopez. Long throw to first and won't be nearly in time. That will be an infield hit for Jones. The throw got past Nagishi, but they ran it down quickly. So Jones could not advance past first. He is there with nobody out. It's hit number six off Julian. So the Panthers put the leadoff man on here in the fourth inning. The batter is Dylan Strickland. Had a base hit to left field in the first inning, and that's when Dillingham threw out a runner trying to score at home plate. Here's the pitch to the plate, and it is in for a strike. Nothing in one. Quick throw to first, and the runner back. Panthers only run on a solo home run by Cheney in the bottom of the first inning. One strike, the count to the batter Strickland. The pitch caught the inside corner with a breaking ball, nothing in two. So Julian going to the breaking stuff here in the fourth inning. He's got Strickland 0 and 2. Right-hander comes set and delivers, and the fastball misses low and away. One and two to Strickland. Lead-off single for Jones. He's And a ball hit in the air down the right field line. First baseman Nagishi retreats, makes a nice one-hand grab. Uh, and a little pop fly. Four out number one here in the fourth inning. And with one out, the batter is the catcher, Marchman. He has been Julian's only strikeout victim in this game. Right-handed batter. 
Sun beginning to pop back out from behind the clouds again. Casting a few shadows. Here is the pitch, and it's swung and a missed. One strike to count to Marchman. Julian with a pitch, breaking ball right in there. Nothing in two the count. One man on, one out in the fourth inning. Raiders leading three to one. Freshman Jack Julian going for his third win. Throws to first, the runner back. This Georgia State team has attempted 67 steals on the season. Just a few less than the Raiders. The pitch. And a line drive over Coker's head in the left field. Runners will be at first and second with one out. That is hit number seven off Jack Julian. With one out, runners at first and second. The batter is Josh Smith, the right fielder. Fly to center field back in the second inning. First and second with one out. Julian checks the runners and the pitch. Breaking ball almost hit him. One ball, no strikes. Too far inside. Smith, a 255 hitter with five home runs. Hit a fairly deep fly in the second inning, which Vincent was able to track down. And the pitch. Another breaking ball. This one caught the strike zone. One and one the count. Georgia State runners at first and second. One out in the fourth inning. Julian comes set. Turns, looks the runner back to second. Now he's back to action out of the stretch. And the pitch swung on, tapped foul. The runner at second base broke as if to go to third on the pitch, but stopped and, and went back. And the count will now be one and two to Smith. So we've got a Smith and we got a Jones in the starting nine for Georgia State. One and two the count. 
Julian looks back at second base. And the pitch is swung on right back to the mound. He'll throw the second. Bad throw. Run's going to score. And it's going to be a 3-2 to two game. And Julian had a perfect double play ball. Threw it low and to the third base side of second base. Lopez didn't have a chance, and he went into center field. Coming in to score was Jones on the error by the pitcher. On the play down to second, Marchman, and on at first on the fielder's choice is Smith. And it's now a three to two game. And Julian, who should be sitting in the dugout now, Still has runners at first and second with one out. Here's Reddick. Runners go. The pitch is high, and Spears couldn't get the ball out of his mitt. That will be stolen base for each of the two runners. Spears had a pretty good pitch to handle, but he couldn't get the ball out of his mitt to throw to third. So now runners at second and third. One ball to count to Reddick. Infield stays back. And the pitch to the plate, low, blocked by Spears, 2-0. Oh. 3-2, Georgia State has cut the lead here in the fourth inning, and they've got two runners in scoring position. Julian comes set. And the pitch is a strike call, a good fastball. Two and one. Outfield playing just about straight away. Reddick, number nine hitter in the order. And the pitch to the plate is taken for a ball. Three and one. It would be a mistake to walk this guy with, to load the bases with the top of the batting order coming up. Riddick hitting 171. And the pitch to the plate a strike at the letters, three and two. Panther runners at second and third with one out. And Era has extended the inning. Here's Julian with the Payoff pitch, and it's low, and he's walked Reddick to load the bases. Third walk. Bases are loaded with one out. Top of the batting order coming up. Coach Myers on his way to the mound. Hard for us to see the bullpen. We've got a tree in a, blocking our vision. And we're going to have a new pitcher coming in. So we will take a break, and when we come back, tell you about our new pitcher, on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. 
Hey, Blue Raider fans, this is Tim Page with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Are you on the fence about selling your home? Feel overwhelmed at the thought of purchasing a new home? Well, it's time to get moving. For professional, personal real estate services, give me a call today and put me to work for you. 615-896-5656 or you can reach me at ExitMurfreesboro.com. Let's go blue and I'll see you at the game. At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less. News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. New pitchers, freshman Jacob Wright, a left-hander. Our pitching change uh, brought to you by the law offices of John Day, Murfreesboro's personal injury law firm, and a proud sponsor of the Blue Raiders. Jacob Wright sits right at the very top of the Blue Raider pitching stats with an earned run average of zero. He has pitched one and two-thirds innings in one previous appearance, one walk, three strikeouts, no runs, so his earned run average is about as good as you can get. Zero, zero, zero. It's put in a pretty tough spot here. Got some good right-handed batters coming up. Top of the order for Georgia State. Stewart, who is two for two. Chaney has a home run in two trips. And Boynton has walked twice. So we'll see what Jacob Wright can do here with the bases loaded and one out. Julian threw away a double play ball. The Raiders would be batting in the fifth inning at this right about now. So. Here's the first pitch, and it is low and outside. Ball one to Caleb Stewart. Twice he's reached on infield hits, and twice he's been thrown out at second base trying to advance on a wild pitch. So he's two for two, but he's been thrown out twice at second. Pitch to the plate, low and inside. Ball two, two and oh. Jacob Wright out of Blackman High School, 6'2", 185. Making only his second pitching appearance of the season. Swung on and a foul back to the backstop. Two balls and a strike. This is a good hitting Georgia State team, 285 as a team batting average with 59 home runs. And that's in 45 games. Here's the 2-1. And that one too low, kicked up a little dust down at the lower part of the strike zone. Three balls and a strike. So Wright needs to come in with a pitch or 
walk in a run. Ground ball in the hole. Lopez may not have a play. He does not. That is the third straight infield hit for Stewart. The run scores from third. That is Marchman coming in. It's a 3-3 game. And Stewart has his third straight infield hit. And the bases remain loaded with one out. That run charged to Julian. And with uh, Cheney coming up, we've got a conference on the mound between the Blue Raider pitcher, catcher, and second baseman. Cheney hit a home run over the left field wall in the first inning, flied fairly deep to left center in the third. So the game tied 3-3. We're in the bottom of the fourth. Jacob Wright in relief of Jack Julian. Pitch to the plate. Inside, that one hit him. That'll force in a run. And again, that run will be charged to Julian. Bases remain loaded with one out. The batter is Boynton. So Georgia State has taken the lead. Four to three. We're in the bottom of the fourth inning. Right comes set and the pitch in for a strike. Nothing in one. Boynton is the eighth man to bat in the inning. Here's the left-hander's pitch. Caught the outside corner, nothing in two. Boynton, second baseman. He's big for a second baseman. Right ahead, 0-2. And, and struck him out swinging. Good job by Jacob Wright. Got the strike out there for out number two. And the batter will be Ryerson. He's the leading home run hitter in the Sun Belt Conference. Set a deep fly ball and has forced a runner on a ground ball. He's 0 for 2. Ninth man to bat in the inning. Three runs in for the Panthers. They lead 4 to 3. Right with a pitch. It's low for a ball. One ball, no strikes to Royson. Or Ryerson it is, Ryerson. Jacob Wright comes set. Bases loaded, two outs. And the pitch, off-speed strike. Laid it right in there at the letters. One ball, one strike to Ryerson. 
225. Big, strong, right-handed batter. Swung on and fouled to the screen. That's a good pitch. Ryerson spalled a pitch on the outside, and it's one and two. Wright trying to keep the ball away from this strong right-handed hitter. One ball and two strikes the count. And the pitch to the plate, low, blocked by Spears. Ball two. Two and two. Three runs have scored here in the inning, which should have been over several minutes ago. Pitch the plate, ground ball in the hole, base hit. That should score two. Throw will come to third, nobody there, but nice backup by the pitcher. Oh, that was Coker. Coker kept it from going into the dugout. So two more runs are in. One of those will be charged to right. It is now Ryerson single drives in a pair. Six to three. And the tenth man to bat in the inning is Jones. Takes the strike called. He let off the inning with a single. Runners at first and second, two outs. Five runs have scored here as a wild pitch. Gets past Spears back to the backstop. Runners advance to second and third. So second and third, two outs. And a 1-1 count on the batter, Jones. Swung on, popped foul to the right side. Nagishi over there, and he's got it for out number three. Ten men come to the plate. In the fourth inning for Georgia State, they score five runs on one two, three, four hits. There was an error and two men left. So we've completed four full innings. It is Georgia State six, Middle Tennessee three on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. 
Any way you slice it, your game day won't be complete without soft, delicious bunny bread and bunny buns, an official corporate partner of Blue Raider Athletics. Whether you're watching with friends, cheering in the stands, or tuning in at home, count on Bunny to help strike out hunger and give you energy. So pick up some bunny buns and bunny bread today. It's sure to be a home run. That's what I said. Will Fraley, attorney at law, has experience you can count on. Former Blue Raider baseball player and MTSU alum Will Fraley serves Murfreesboro and the surrounding communities. Put a strong and experienced legal fighter on your case. Give Will Fraley a call and he can handle all of your legal matters, including criminal and domestic or family law. Visit WillFraleyLaw.com or call 615-410-7290. You're listening to NTSU Sports on WGNS. Brian Dillingham will lead off the fifth inning for the Raiders, who gave up a five spot in the bottom of the fourth and now trail six to three. Dillingham had a sacrifice fly to drive and run in the second inning. And now Sweat. With a three-run lead, works, and the pitch is a strike call. Dillingham showed bunt. Took it for a strike, nothing and one. And the left-hander delivers, check swing, and it just missed. One ball, one strike. Luke Benson waiting to hit next, then we go back to the top of the order. The 1-1 pitch, taking low ball two. Two and one to Dillingham. And a pitch line foul off the screen behind the plate. Two balls, two strikes. Luke Benson waiting to hit next. Bouncing ball left side. The pitcher off the mound. Swartz uh, throws high to first, and Dillingham is safe. Like I said, Swartz sweat the pitcher. Made the pickup okay and slipped a little bit when he turned and then his throw to first was high. I think they're going to give uh, Dillingham a hit, and they will. So he'll get an infield hit. Hit number four allowed by Sweat, and with nobody out, the batter is Luke Benson. Benson is hit in the back on the first pitch. So that will put runners at first and second with no outs and will bring the potential tying run to the plate in the person of Fausto Lopez. First and second. Time called. Pitching coach is going to make a trip to the mound. That's Matt Taylor. 
and they have a right-hander throwing in the bullpen. We can't tell who it is. I, the binoculars did not make the trip. <laughs> they are packed for the trip to Florida. He has made no indication that he's going to change pitchers, and uh, he will leave the left-hander in there. So first and second, no outs. Fausto Lopez has doubled and fly to left. So let's see if the Raider bats can get something going here in the fifth inning. Trailing now six to three. Pitch to Fausto's taken outside, ball one. So the Raiders have two players they did not have for the last majority of the last two games of the San Antonio series, Lopez and Mabry. Throw to second. Oh, they've got him picked up, and it's a bad throw. And down to third base is Dillingham. He was picked clean at second base, and the pitcher made a bad throw at Karim Dolphin to center field, and Dillingham goes to third. And that should be an error on the pitcher on the throw. The runner at first could not advance because the ball did not go too far into center field. So first and third now, and Sweat. With the pitch. Swung on, ground ball to short. They go to second for one. Throw to first, not in time. Run scores. Dillingham in to score on the force play at second. Vincent forced at second for the first out, and Lopez beat the relay to first. So he's there on a fielder's choice with one out, and it's now a 6-4 to four game. They did not put up an error for Georgia State, so apparently that pickoff throw to second that went into center field, it did set up a run. Here is Mabry, who is grounded out and flied out. Runner on first goes, Lopez trying to steal, and he's in there safely. And the ball bobbled a little bit by Boynton at second base. So Fausto picks up a stolen base, his eighth of the season. He's at second base now in scoring position with a one-strike count to Mabry. Galloway waiting to hit next. Sweat the left-hander. Checks the runner back at second. Delivers outside. One and one to J.T. Mabry. Sweat ready to work again. The pitch is swung on, flied 
down the right field line. A long run by Jones. Makes a running catch in foul ground. Nice play by, uh, not Jones, Smith, the right fielder. That was in foul ground. And that's out number two. And Lopez did not try to advance. I, I don't know why, because the ball was foul. So two outs, runner at second, Galloway the batter. Jackson 0 for 2 with a fly ball to center to ground at her second. Swing and a miss. Took a little bit off. Had Galloway out in front. Nothing in one. Raiders have scored a run here in the fifth. Trail 6 to 4 after giving up 5 in the bottom of the fourth. And the pitch taken low. One ball, one strike. The Raiders have been a good road team this year. They are 14 and 12 away from home. And even better in the conference, they're 6 and 3 in Conference USA play on the road. Pitch low and inside. Galloway takes ball two, two and one. So the Raiders have actually a better road record than a home record. Their home record, eight and seven overall, six and six in conference play. Two balls and a strike to Galloway. And he had a shot to left field. Here comes Lopez rounding third. He's going to score. Throw comes into second. It's a six to five game as Galloway drives in a run with a solid single to left. It's his 26th RBI of the season. And off uh, Sweat, that is hit number five. Run number five, six to five. And now we're going to have a pitching change for Georgia State as the second visit to the mound has been made. We'll take a break here while the pitching change is going on. Raiders have scored two here in the fifth, and it is Georgia State leading now six to five. Stay with us on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at getsthealthcare.com. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Granison Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Granison Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Granison Associates online at gcpas.com.
The Blue Raiders play here. WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. So we've had a pitching change by Georgia State here in the fifth inning. And their new pitcher is Chad Treadway, a right-hander. 6-1-2-10, a sophomore from Asheville, North Carolina. Treadway making his 20th appearance. 4-0 with a 2.67 earned run average. Has two saves. Pitched 27 innings, allowed 20 hits. Eight earned runs. He's walked six, struck out 31. Allowed no home, uh, I'm sorry, allowed three home runs. And opponents hitting just 222 against the right-hander Treadway. He's got a good strikeout to innings pitched ratio. 31 strikeouts, 27 innings. And we'll see what he can do with the Raiders cleanup hitter, Mason Spears. Jackson Galloway with an RBI single. The runner at first, two outs. Spears has grounded out and been called out on strikes. Pitch to the plate, swung on, hit in the air, and Spears unhappy. Slams his bat down in disgust as the shortstop makes the catch of that short pop fly, and that will end the sixth inning. Spears swinging at the first pitch, pops out to the shortstop. But in the inning, the Raiders come up with two runs on two hits. One runner left. So we are halfway home in this game. We go to the bottom of the fifth inning, Georgia State. Six, Middle Tennessee five on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. The Murfreesboro Post is Rutherford County's sports leader. No one covers high school sports like the Post. Now you can receive the Murfreesboro Post delivered by mail each week to your home for only $20 a year. Sign up at MurfreesboroPost.com and click subscribe and we will get your delivery of the Murfreesboro Post started. That's MurfreesboroPost.com for delivery of the Murfreesboro Post. This isn't your regular cola, so this isn't your regular cola ad. This is Nitro Pepsi, the first cola ever infused with nitrogen. Think an infusion of smaller bubbles for a cola that's got a lighter, smoother texture. And don't get me started on the pour. We're talking turn the can completely upside down and watch as those bubbles cascade into the glass to create a frothy, luxurious foam topping. This is cola like you've never had it before. New Nitro Pepsi. Smooth, creamy, delicious. The flagship station for Blue Raider Sports, WGNS. Well, this has been a back and forth game. Georgia State took a one to nothing lead in the first inning. The Raiders got three in the second to go up three to one. Georgia State picked up five in the fourth to go up six to three. The Raiders got two in the fifth to make it six to five. That's the way it is standing presently. The batter will be Strickland to lead it off against Jacob Wright. First pitch is 
too far inside and hit him. Strickland hit by a pitch, goes to first base. Second batter that Jacob has hit. He's also thrown a wild pitch, giving up a couple of hits. This is his first extended outing of the season. So with nobody out of runner at first, the batter is Marchman, who has struck out and singled. Singled and scored in that big fourth inning of theirs. There's a strike call, nothing and one. And the pitch popped up into center field. Vincent coming in. Hundred, he's got it. Four out number one. One out in the fifth. And the batter is Josh Smith, the right fielder. Smith has slide out. Get into a fielder's choice. And the pitch to him is high. One ball, no strikes. Smith was the batter that hit back to Julian. A double play ball and uh, Julian unable to make a good throw to second, open the floodgates for Georgia State. There's a strike call. The count goes to one and one. A runner at first, one out in the fifth inning. Raiders trailing six to five. Right with a pitch, grounded foul. And the count goes to one and two. Strickland, the runner at first, was hit by a pitch. Short lead over there. He's going. Pitch is low, and Spears will not have a chance to give him a stolen base because he was moving on the pitch. It's ball two, two and two the count, and now Strickland, the runner at second base, with one out. Once again, the cloud cover has... Uh, Blocked out the sun here. Two balls, two strikes. Right turns, looks the runner back. Beautiful setting here in a Metropolitan neighborhood. You know how they found this much wide open space. We're in Decatur, Georgia, a suburb of Atlanta. Count to the batter Smith, two balls, two strikes. Georgia State has a runner at second with one out. 
And now Coach Myers wants to come out and have a word. And he will make a pitching change. So the Raiders make a pitching change here with a 2-2 count on the batter. And we will take a break while the new pitcher comes in, tell you about him. When we come back on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Hey, Blue Raider fans, this is Tim Page with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Are you on the fence about selling your home? Feel overwhelmed at the thought of purchasing a new home? Well, it's time to get moving. For professional, personal real estate services, give me a call today and put me to work for you. 615-896-5656, or you can reach me at ExitMurfreesboro.com. Let's go, Blue, and I'll see you at the game. Yes. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS. The Raiders will bring in their third pitcher of the afternoon. He is left-hander Trent Siebert, making his 17th appearance. Four and two with a 3.15 earned run average and one save. He's pitched 45 and two-thirds innings, allowing 37 hits. 16 earned runs. He's walked 12, struck out 51, has allowed four home runs, opponents hitting 224 off Trent Siebert. Pitching change brought to you by the law offices of John Day, Murfreesboro's personal injury law firm, and a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics. So Siebert, who was our guest on the pregame show earlier today, Makes an appearance here in the fifth, bottom of the fifth inning. The Raiders trailing six to five. Georgia State with the runner at second one out, and he will inherit a 2-2 count on the batter, Josh Smith. If he strikes him out, the strikeout would go to the previous pitcher, right. If he walks him, I think he would be responsible for that. So let's see what happens. Two and two. Turns, looks the runner back to second. Siebert is senior. Come set in the pitch and strike him out. So we're going to Give that strikeout to Jacob Wright since he had two strikes on the batter. And now there are two outs, and the batter is Trent Reddick, the shortstop. So Siebert, uh, one of the questions I asked him on the pregame interview was how to pronounce the name of his hometown in North Carolina, which I've been carefully avoiding all season. It is Fuquay, Varina, North Carolina. First pitch to Reddick is a strike called. His parents have recently moved from there to a town more easily pronounceable. Here's the pitch. Low and in the dirt, one and one. Reddick, the number nine hitter, drew a walk in the fourth inning. That was one of the big plays that kept the inning going. Some of those runs in the fourth 
I think, have to be unearned, but you can't anticipate a double play. There's a swing and a miss. One and two. So the error was made on a double play ball. One ball, two strikes to Trent Reddick. He's the number nine hitter in the order. Runner at second. With two outs, the pitch in the dirt, blocked by Spears. Two and two. Siebert, in case you missed that interview before the game, said uh, he is, of course, he's a senior. He'll be through after this year, has has an accounting job in Nashville. He'll be staying in the mid-state area. Here's the pitch, and it is, must have been a little bit low. Pitcher, catcher both wanted that call. Three balls, two strikes now. For the runner at second, the 3-2 pitch, fouled out of play. Trent Sabert, the third Blue Raider pitcher. Comes set, and the pitch is hit in the gap to left center. The run will score. And Reddick on his way to second. He will come in there with a double. And the run batted in. So the hit off Sebert, the run will be charged to right. And it's a seven to five game. Bring up the top of the batting order and Caleb Stewart, who is three for three, three infield hits, and now everybody's leaving the field. We must have some lightning in the area. They've pulled both teams off the field. We do have some dark clouds overhead. So. Play is stopped here at uh, a little bit after, about eight minutes after five o'clock Eastern time. And this will be a delay until the lightning gets out of the area. So what we're going to have to do uh, right here, Trenton, is send it back to you and pick up some local programming, and I'll be back in touch. And uh, as soon as they are set to resume the game, we'll let you know. So right now, the way it stands, Georgia State, seven runs, ten hits, no errors. Middle Tennessee, five runs, five hits, one error, seven to five. And play stopped in the bottom of the fifth inning with two outs and a runner at second base for the Panthers. We're going to send it back to our flagship station and we will uh, 
be back as soon as we get a, uh, an all clear on the weather. You're listening to Middle Tennessee Baseball on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield.